the most important thing you could share with me today is your perspective. Because the freedom of perspective fuels the logic we use to defend truth. We never stop fighting for freedom and truth, and that is what makes us Americans. Welcome to Critical Thought with Noah Chalaya. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM. Good morning. It is 10.079 above. My name is Noah Chalaya. I am your host. Delighted to be here with you this morning. A bill going through the North Dakota legislature aims to expand gun rights. There's a number of bills, five in total, that are going to expand gun rights or trying to across the state. None of them are getting a tremendous amount of support. In the first hour, we talked a little bit about carrying firearms on campus. One of the bills would permit students to carry firearms on campus. So my question to you at 775-5559, would you support it? And then my follow-up question, because as the discussion has kind of waned on, where we've come to is, does banning guns do anything? Can we actually stop violence? And there's some good arguments to be said that, hey, your brain isn't developed until you're 25. So do we really want people that are under 25 walking around carrying firearms, and is that going to lead to problems? And are there any things that we would want to do to ensure people's safety? So, for example, having people submit to some sort of mental screenings or some sort of training to understand how to defuse a situation. I mean, are those things that you'd be open to? I'd be interested in your thoughts at 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Holy Hannah. Good morning. Hi there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to start because sometimes I'm in a bad spot, and you say, oh, we got a bad connection, you hang up on me. <laughs> so I don't want to waste anybody's time. I just wanted to, you know, uh, be had mentioned, there's no proof or no evidence that people carry concealed weapons and diminished crime. That's a crock. Um, there are communities in Texas where it's been proven, and you've got a sheriff uh, down there. I would have to look it up, but I do not have the time, but it's been widely advertised over the past few years that a lot more people started carrying concealed weapons time has gone down. There's a sheriff either in Texas or Arizona or somewhere who wants to make it mandatory for the citizens of the county to carry a weapon. Uh-huh. Why do you suppose that is for people who are qualified to? Yeah, I... And, I mean, you, you and I know all these arguments and we know all the answers, but people like, you know, previous callers, everybody knows them, I'll say it, but people like these, you know, they try and make the argument that, you know, more, there's too many, we've got a gun problem in America, there's too many guns. I think you've got too many uh, people who should not have guns that have guns. There aren't too many guns. I've probably got 20 guns. I have AR-15, I've probably got 10 30-round magazines and limiting magazines, like you say. You know, you can tape them together. You can switch out a magazine in a second. Seconds, yep. And so that's an irrelevant point. It's just a sexy, feel-good thing for liberals. You know, oh, geez, you can shoot so much more. It takes a second to drop one mag and put another one in. A hundred percent. You don't even have to. You don't even have to practice it that much. And if you are so concerned about gun violence, why are you not concerned? And I brought this point up before, but he never answers it, or nobody, none of the other liberals do. 
you've got over 100,000 people dead solely from fentanyl in a calendar year. Last year, I think the number was 106,000 the last time I heard it. Where's the outrage over that? Well, Probably not because your boy, because your boy Biden is behind the open border and the fentanyl crisis. The, I will give you the. I will give you. Yeah, I will give. I thank you for the call. I will give you the border for sure. Uh, I will absolutely take these back when it comes to the fentanyl crisis. I think the man has just short of devoted his life to trying to solve that problem. So I, we can lay a lot of things at at, at the foot of D. Uh, drug problems aren't one of them. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey Noah, Super Dave. Hey, problem statement. I'm waiting for it. It's not guns, it's men's hearts. That's the bottom line. So Texas, when Texas went from a a may-issue state to a shall-issue state, they saw a 30% reduction in crime because the criminals identified. There are over 1.7 million validated uh, uh, episodes where the good guy with a gun stopped a crime or stopped the bad guy with a gun. Mm -hmm. They're estimating that there's over 3 million of those accounts so the 1.7 is good, but the 3 million is, they're saying, more factual. Uh, as far as, you know, <clears throat> training, right? Tra- I've been training people in firearms since, uh, since 1992. And I can tell you that I can train somebody all day long, but if they have, don't have the mental capacity or the will, they're going to be dangerous with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, police officers. Police officers get, don't get a whole lot of uh, firearms training. And they only recertify once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. I say that because I'm now overseeing tables of fire for, uh, for some law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the military, the same way. So, you know, when you say stuff like that, you're really kind of not you. I'm talking about some other callers. You're disingenuous because you don't know the facts, right? And you don't want to listen to the facts because you truly believe that a tool, that little tool in your hand that can be used for good or can be used for evil, is only used for evil, and that's just a silly argument. It's, it's, it's intellectually dishonest, right? So that's what I want to say. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, the other part of it is, as we get into the world of 3D printing, my daughter got a 3D printer for Christmas, and it has been nothing short of mind-blowing that any object that you can think of, you can wish into existence and it just appears. To include an AR-15 lower, by the way, just saying. So I... I I really, really, it's going to be more and more difficult for you to articulate to me why we would ban something or why we would try to restrict something when you're, when we've literally lost the ability to control how these things come into existence. I mean, it's that we're sliding the other direction. And at some point, I, you know, when I hear these statements of like, hey, listen, I support the Second Amendment. I just think we have to balance this with safety. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't, you know, that it. how do you balance a God-given right to do something with a perceived sense, subjective sense, your sense of, I feel safe. I feel safe when I have a firearm that I know I can end the life of anybody that tries to harm me. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Thank you. You know what scares me more than anything about guns? What's and, that, man? And that is people who have no experience in them, with Mm. them, no training with them, 
having gone out to buy them in the last, I don't know how many years ago, sales have been just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what scares me, you know, because the thing about it is, is they people need to be trained with guns. They need to have time with a gun to be comfortable with it in their hand. Mm. Otherwise, they are so dangerous. It's not the gun. Yeah. It's the person holding it that is clueless. And, um, you know, criminals will never give them up. They don't care. They're already breaking crimes. So the people that, you know, if they do try to do this, the people that would acquiesce are the ones that are already law-abiding citizens and would be the ones that would come to the rescue of somebody that was in trouble, Mm -hmm. you know. And the other thing that, you know, we have already learned that if you make something contraband, you are just feeding a whole new layer of criminality, cartels, um, underground. And the people that work in that strata are the people you don't want have, to have access to them. I mean, it is absolutely, I don't know. I, I took hunter's training when my kids started hunting at 12. And it was one of the best things that, that I ever did. I went out hunting with them once. I couldn't pull a trigger on a deer. I mean, that's just me. But I'm thankful that they you know, find this something that they enjoy doing yeah. and are good at it. And, um, but the thing about it is, is, and then people from Ireland and in UK and all these other countries where they've given up their guns. One of the, one of the things that you hear coming out of those countries is don't give them up mm. mm-hmm. because they're getting, they're getting steamrolled um, by their own government. Mm-hmm. I mean, the brutality and, and what is going on in some of those countries is just um, unbelievable. So I don't know. The whole thing has to come with training. Yeah. And I think if, if um, young people or anybody is going to carry a gun, they need it. They need training. I, I, and um, otherwise, they're more dangerous than none. hundred percent. I agree with that a hundred percent. And, you know, really, we get that in at the high school level. I think you could start introducing people to firearms. In fact, one of the courses I teach, one of the, one of my favorite courses to teach is it's I forget the, the exact name of it, but, it, but it's something like basic firearm safety or fire or firearms in the home or something like that. And it's an NRA course. And the, 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 the goal of the course is I don't know anything about guns and I don't care about anything about guns and I don't want to own a gun and I don't want to touch a gun. I don't want I don't care. But. I accept and understand that guns exist, and so my husband has a gun, or my wife has a gun, or my son has a gun, or I'm going to be around guns, so I want to know the basics of how they work so I know how to keep myself safe from guns. That's the whole gist of the course, and it's one of the more popular courses I teach, and I love it. I appreciate the call. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Well, shockingly enough, I'd have an opinion on these uh, on this conversation. You know, I thought you Noah. might. So... <laughs> so I've heard a couple of statements and some other callers have brought it up too. But, you know, earlier, you know, D made such an outlandishly ridiculous statement, a, a broad brush thing. He goes, well, why don't we limit man capacity to like 10 rounds mm-hmm. and uh, maybe save half the deaths? There is zero, zero way that you can correlate that. Oh, limiting man capacity to 10 rounds, save half the gun deaths and or the deaths uh, due to somebody using a gun in our society. Right. None. And then you have Nashville non-voter guy who is calling in and says, well, I just don't put myself in bad situations. And I'll credit him for that. There is a lot to be said for you know, being, being aware and not putting yourself in a compromising situation where there could you know, violence happen or something like that or you know, where it could happen more easily. But you know, we had a Walmart shooting here a number of years ago in Grand Two. Forks. And yeah. do you not think some of the other customers – would have liked to have a gun, you know, in their in their waistband to be able to pull it out and defend themselves. In the in the animal world, you know, over in Africa, 
you know, what is the safety plan of the ostrich over there? Oh, oh there's danger. I'm going to jam my head in the sand. You know, that's not a safety plan right there to close your eyes, jam your head in the sand and make, and just hope it's not going to happen. I, I, I can respect people that want to argue from an idealistic standpoint. I can respect the fact that they want to look at the world that way. But idealism and realism are very different things. And the point is, and, and you know this, Noah, because you're a concealed carry guy, so am I. But when you go out there, and when I put my Glock 48 on my hip and, and walk out of my house, the, the last thing that I ever want to do is to have to pull that thing out and yes. use it. And there are so Way many too much people paperwork. like that. However, well, <laughs> there's that too. But uh, way too much paperwork and the you know maybe getting sued or, or whatnot. But the point is, it's a defensive tool that you carry with you. Nothing more, nothing less. And the fact is, when somebody else out, out there goes and arbitrarily decides, you know what, I'm going to go out and commit a crime today by stabbing somebody or you know trying to assault somebody, shoot other people, me having the ability to defend myself doesn't make me a bad person at all. Mm-hmm. Now, to swing the conversation all the way back to the original part of this, which is students carrying guns on campus, and I have a question for you. I don't know this off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm well beyond 21 at this point, mm-hmm. but can, can, um, can individuals under the age of 21, can they even carry concealed? Yes. Yes, I had a concealed. Okay. I got my okay. I got my concealed carry permit at 18 years old. I purchased a firearm from a private seller at 18 years old, a private transfer, and I was fully authorized to carry that firearm. The only problem I ran into was I couldn't buy handgun ammunition. So of course, I just purchased nine miller nine millimeter ammunition for my nine millimeter carbine rifle, and then used that in my Attaboy. handgun that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, the way to do it. Okay. I was I was unclear on that part of it because somebody said, well, do you want 14,000 people carrying guns? Well, mm-hmm. first of all, it's not a mandate at any university or college out there. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. But to, to have your constitutional right available to you, I, I am fully in favor of that. And, uh, you know, as long as a person is abiding by the laws, there will be zero problems out there. And so to strip or to limit somebody's constitutional right to defend themselves is, in my opinion, a much bigger problem than allowing students to you know, legally carry firearms on campuses. Well said, sir. I appreciate the call. Thanks. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Thanks. And uh, say this argument that uh, law-abiding citizens, you know, law-abiding citizens don't need any laws to that logic. Correct? Right, well, hold on. Law-abiding, law-abiding citizens, citizens don't need any. Well, but. No, I mean we sure we want. Okay, I see what you're saying. If they're if they have the intention of not harming other people, why would we need a law preventing them from harming people? I follow that. Well, yeah. Why have any laws? Yeah. I mean, it's such a, that is such a a ridiculous argument. You know, that's somebody that can't think critically. You know, why have any laws? Because the only criminals are the ones that don't obey the laws. You know, and then I would just I would just also point out that there is there is a a wealth of evidence to suggest that gun restrictions work. Other countries used to have the problems that this country has with mass shootings. They changed, yes, they did. They changed their laws. Yeah, but sir, they, in those countries, they pulled guns out of their country. Like, it works in Japan because literally nobody has a gun and they're on an island so they can prevent guns coming in or out. But unless you plan on I'm, repealing the Second Amendment, we can't do that here. I'm not talking Japan. I'm talking uh, uh, real civilized uh, peers like Britain, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Norway. They all had a culture of gun ownership, and they tightened the restrictions, and guess what? They do not have the problems that this 
country has. But, but they don't have guns, though. That's that's how they did that, right? They took all the guns away, or the vast majority of them away. No, they made it. They made it extremely difficult, and they 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 put the responsibility on the individual owner of that gun. Yeah, and made them responsible from the point where they purchase that gun. They know where that gun is its entire existence. Right. So how do you do that in a society where you have a constitutional right to own a gun? So you can't, by nature of the law, you literally can't stop somebody from owning a gun. And gun right activists will come back and say, that means that you can't track where those guns are unless you open yourself up at the possibility of them confiscating the gun. I it's kind of a dead I end, isn't there it? Has to be, there has to be. Yeah, okay. You know, that's a, that's a fair argument. But I, w- I would say that in the country where we have the big frontal cortex and all the knowledge, you know, in the world, and we're number one, this is a problem that we can't solve? Yeah, I mean, I because don't... It's, because, we, because it's enshrined in the Constitution that literally is interpreted different, differently depending on who's in the Supreme Court. Yeah, but I don't know how you interpret... Yeah, but how do you how do you how do you interpret differently shall not be infringed? I mean, that one is pretty clear, isn't it? Right to free speech and the right to own guns. I mean, those I mean, pretty well established. No, that's how, that's, that's how Scalia interpreted it before that you couldn't own handguns, you know, for self-defense. I mean, okay. it, it, it's 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 ridiculous. And, okay. and I would also argue and, and, and point out that during when when uh, when semi-automatics were banned, it did have an impact. I, yeah, I so I appreciate the call. I actually have an article here from uh, ABC News. So they went and did an investigative report to find out if California has all of these gun bans, all of these restrictions, magazine restrictions, semi-automatic restrictions, gun registration, background checks, waiting periods, all these things. Why is this not working? And they looked into this. And so I want to get into that a little bit as well. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Well, if removing them was the solution then it would follow that we remove all fatty foods and heart disease goes away. We go back to well, prohibition. There's no more alcohol issues. Yeah. Um, tell people they cannot commit crime, and then they will stop committing crime. Yeah, but in, to, to, in, to his credit, right, if you ban cheeseburgers and actually went about the process of removing cheese and meat from the market, you would absolutely reduce heart failure. I mean, that, that would happen. That we, It would. Yes, correct. It, w- it would happen. But I think most Americans prefer to live in a free society. Right. And yes, freedom is dangerous, but they prefer that to being safe, subservient members to the government. Yes. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's always my contention. You can you can get rid of things, huh? but should you? Yeah, 100%. Well said, sir. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah, I, your last caller kind of said, but I mean, all the laws in the world aren't going to stop it. So, you know, and and the fact is they took away, you were right, they took away all those guns in those countries and made it basically illegal to own a gun. What they also did is they made the penalties a lot harsher. And that's part of the problem we have, too, is that we don't, you know, we don't put away somebody when they do commit a crime with a gun for the amount of time that they're supposed to be put away for. And they're back out on the streets in, you know, the amount of, lesser than the amount of time, time that the crime calls for. And if we followed that method that we were supposed to and actually followed the laws that were on the books, we'd have a lot less issues. But you can't, you know, I think was it 
Oh, what's his, what's the professor's name that was on the other day with you? Mark Jindrizik. Um, Yeah, Mark Jindrizik. Didn't he say the other day that there will be a, never be another amendment to the Constitution? Yeah, which I don't I, – I quite – so, you know, and the thing is, again, I bring him on because – precisely because I want to stretch my own understanding and because, precisely because I want to further and deepen my own understanding of the other argument. But the answer back to that is if you can't get an amendment passed because you don't have two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and three-quarters of the states, that tells me not enough of the country wants to do that for us to make mandate it federal wide if you if if you can't get 70 if you can't get 66 percent of the country to agree on something go do it at your state level because the rest of us don't agree so maybe it's a good thing that we can't have a a constitutional amendment passed yeah that's 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 probably part of it but i you know and i i guess getting back to more of a local issue at hand Mm -hmm. is and it's and it's maybe not even a local issue it's probably a campus-wide issue what's a state issue college campuses yeah which what's to say that the college students aren't carrying firearms on college campuses right now. Nothing. And I carried like a firearm. Yeah. And just like you said, how would you not know that they're carrying? And what are they going to do to stop those people from carrying? Are you going to put up metal detectors? Are you going to pat them down every single time they go from building to building or dorm to lunchroom or that is, that is whatever what you- to... Yeah, that's what you you're right. That's what you would have to do to keep the guns out of campus. And here's the thing. The only thing that stopped me from carrying a firearm to class, literally the only thing that stopped me from carrying a firearm to class is had I ever gotten caught doing something like that, I would lose my ability to own a firearm for the for conceivably for the rest of my life. And I wasn't willing to gamble that. So I made the stop at UPD and checked my gun in or went out to, at the time, my apartment and locked it in the safe. And I did all of the things to make sure that there was no possible way that I, you know, but yeah, other than that, nobody would have known. Literally nobody would have known. And the reason I know that, because as soon as I was done with class, I went and picked up my firearm, put it back in its holster, put my car- my, my cover vest back on and went to Walmart and went to the mall and went to the movie theater and, and interacted with all y'all everywhere else in the city and none of you knew that I was carrying a gun just because by the nature of me being on campus the only way that you would have known I was unarmed and that's only if I chose to follow the rules Um, which I was willing to do because it wasn't worth my second amendment right somebody who's going to go down in a hail of bullets I doubt he cares 775-5559 you're on KNOX good morning hey no super Davian first of all I want to congratulate you on saying y'all properly that was wonderful thank you very much practice my southern yeah so D it's just it's just ingenuous when he says, you know, um, law-abiding citizens uh, don't need a law. Laws were never made for law-abiding citizens. They were made for a criminal. And I'm going to take this back to where it really belongs. It's not gun violence. It's called murder or attempted murder. They're both on the books. So we keep on saying that the tool is evil. It, the tool is not evil. It's the person attempting to inflict that violence on somebody. Okay. But- uh, so let's talk about the countries that have gotten rid of guns, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? England has a huge knife problem, a huge fist problem. Yeah. They're, they're cutting people up with machetes inside a tube. Yep. Bat, so, bat crimes have gone up. Mm-hmm. You haven't changed men's hearts. You've only changed the tools they can use. But what you've also done is you've taken the opportunity away from that victim to defend themselves if they so desired. Right. And I would tell you what, in my book, that's never acceptable. Yeah. Stop or I'll say stop again. Here's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll give you back. So I get, so D's point was 
if the goal of laws is to provide a punishment for criminals, then we need to punish people who do bad things. Therefore, you want a law against gun crimes. I think that was his general point. I admit that he wasn't able to explain, nor did I, or maybe I didn't understand how that would prevent somebody from committing a crime. But his his idea there was that you need to provide a penalty. What I'm hearing from you is there's already a penalty for shooting somebody. We don't need any additional laws before that because... That's the point that you would cross the line, and there's already a penalty in place. 10.30, we'll head over to the KNOX Newsroom, get the latest from Doug Barrett. We'll continue next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Thirteen ten KNOX 107.9, FM. We're talking about gun rights. A number of different bills introduced at the state legislature. None of them getting a whole lot of traction for expanding gun rights in North Dakota. We have some of the least restrictive gun laws in the nation, but do we need more? Specifically, would we be comfortable with allowing college students, adults, to carry firearms on college campuses, just like they do everywhere else in town? Your thoughts are welcome at 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. Um, for all these people that don't think it works, they should check into Kennesaw, Georgia. Okay. It is mandatory that every head of household has a gun. And what has that and done for their crime? crime rate, their crime rate has dropped. Just do a Google search. You'll find out like one murder in the last eight years or something like that. It's pretty amazing because they had problems. They made it mandatory that every head of household has a gun and their crime rate dropped. Yeah, I mean, it stands to reason, right? Would you want to go breaking into a house where somewhere you know the person is armed? Are they the ones that bought the bullets? Are they the ones that are willing to use it? Um, don't know that, but I know there's a gun on the other side of that door. Yep, and they know that every household has one because it's the law in that town. Yep. So uh, just something I thought I'd throw into these people that say guns don't work because if it proves that it drops crime, I think that works. Yep, 100%. And again, if you, I appreciate the call. Again, when you want to reduce burglary, what do we do? We put a police officer standing outside of the place where you don't want somebody to rob the convenience store or burglarize the restaurant or whatever. Why does that work? Because it's a man standing there with a gun. It's a guy that will shoot you if you try and hurt somebody. 775-5559, 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Hello, is this me? That's you. Okay, good morning. Um, Yeah, I was wondering what you thought I should do about this. Uh, there's this local nonprofit organization that has a bar, and one of the members likes to get sloppy drunk, and his name is on the liquor license, and he breaks about carrying his pistol around all the time, and when he... And he showed it a few times down there when he's drunk, and people get really upset about it. Do you, do you think that's right for him to be carrying that in these big public events that they have down there when he's drunk? Um, 
so I, I, I decidedly don't think it's a wise thing to do. If you're going to choose to engage in your in in your fully you're fully free to go consume alcohol and and get sloshed all you want. Don't have a problem with that at all. Um, it is unwise to do that while in possession of a firearm. And if he's doing that at a bar, it's flat out illegal. If the yeah, if the establishment the- if the establishment derives more than sixty percent of their profits from or more than fifty percent of their profits, I think from uh, alcohol sales, it's no longer a restaurant; it's a bar, and you can't carry in there. Period. Yeah, and uh, the local sheriff's department heard about it, and they, they he 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 flaunts it or whatever, like take care and whatever, and. His name's on the liquor license, and there's, they, they said that it's illegal for him to do it. So when it comes down to, if they have some minimum mandatory gun laws for him breaking the law, is he going to be sentenced to a year in jail for carrying his gun in there when he's drunk? Yeah, so, I mean, here's the, you, 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 right, that's exactly, so if you called the police and said, hey, there's a guy in a bar and he's drunk, doesn't matter if he owns the bar, doesn't matter if his name's on the liquor license, you can't be in an establishment that makes more than, I think it's 50% of their, their income from alcohol sales, period. So that person standing in there, you say, hey, this person has a gun in a bar. Police are going to show up and say, hey, do you have a gun in a bar? And when the guy shows, and the, when, when the guy is drunk and in possession of a firearm and in a, a bar, yeah, he's going to be cited, and then he'll lose the ability to have a gun, period. Okay, well, they have meetings, and they have their person that takes down the notes or whatever, and it's been set up in meetings numerous times, and he continues to do it. Are they able to look at this, these meetings? Maybe. The notes in the meetings? Maybe, but I think I I really think they're going to have to catch him in the act. I don't know that you're going to, you know, it's like I, I reported there was a guy driving down my street at like 50 miles an hour and there was numerous times he would do it. And I actually bought a speed gun and had a video set up and would capture him flying down the street at like 50, 60 miles an hour in my 35 an hour uh, speed zone. And what I was told by the police was. I, that's great, and it's really fantastic. You went to all this work, but like, really, we can't do anything with it. We have to catch him doing that, and they okay. they, they couldn't or wouldn't do anything about it. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, you bet. I, but you know what? You're you are a great example, or the example that you bring to the table is a perfect example of where the problem children are in the firearms community. And I will tell you, and I don't, I think I can say this with fairly decent certainty. Not one gun owner that just heard that call is going like, oh, that guy has a right to own a second amendment. Oh, well, who do they think they are telling him he can't be drunk and have a gun in a bar? Nobody's saying that. No no responsible gun owner hears that call and thinks, yeah, that's the guy I want to be associated with. You're the person, you're the idiot that shows up at the range, or you're the idiot that uh, talks about and does those things that makes all the rest of us cringe and go, my God, you're going to ruin it for everybody because you don't have a head on your shoulders. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Thanks, Noah. One more time. Just a yeah. philosophical note. By the logic you know that, that of yours, that bans do not work in America, whether it's masks or guns or whatever, because people that are determined to do 
what they're, they're going to do or going to find a way to do it, mm-hmm. then why on earth would we ban abortion and Be- expect a different result? We wouldn't. You, I, I don't ban abortion with the expectation that abortion will stop happening. I would advocate for ban- – and I'm not – and I have been very, pretty vocal about this. I am not for an all-out ban on abortion. I'm for a – I'm for banning abortion being used as birth control. I'm all for exceptions um, you know, in, in certain circumstances, and I think the vast majority of people are. But – I, the the reason that I would do that is to provide a penalty for somebody who violates the law. My my concern or the reason that I don't use that same logic when it comes to gun uh, the gun argument is because in the case of somebody breaking the law, if they're breaking the law, there's only one of two possibilities. One is they're breaking the law, but they intend they weren't intending any harm. In which case, those are that's why I think the law shouldn't be there in the first place. The other class of people, the people that broke the law with the intention of hurting somebody, they're going to break numerous other laws in the process of hurting. People, so the first law isn't doing any good anyway. Let's just cite them for murder or attempted murder or you know assault. That's a fair argument. I guess uh, my real concern mm-hmm. is that I, I see a, a certain population in America so star-spangled awesome <laughs> that they have an inability to look outside their, this country for what appear to be viable solutions. Yeah, they are viable you know, solutions. We're, 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 we're so we're so ethnocentric and so nationalized, yet we're only 5% of the world population and we thumb our nose at the rest of the world and laugh at some of these countries that have had success in these areas. You're you're absolutely right that we could do we could make changes that would that would reduce people's uh, uh, dying or uh, and violence of guns. There's no, I, I am not arguing that at all. There are two, there are three huge problems in your way. The first is we share a border with Mexico that is wide open, and so even if even if we could somehow suck up all of the guns out of America, which I don't think is possible and or uh, palatable to Americans, but even if you could do that, then then the very next problem you would face is all of these cartels are going to be supplying guns to criminals up through the southern border. So until we seal that, there's no stopping new guns from coming in. The second big problem that you're up against is there's no constitutional way to suck all the guns out of America in the first place. And the third and final problem is you, if because the only thing that would happen is the criminals would have firearms, really the end result of that effort would be you would remove all of the guns from the legal own, uh, you know, gun owners and all of the other people would still have guns. The only reason it works in those other countries is because they're able to just flat out say, we don't support the right of people to own guns. So unless we're willing to change our stance on that, I don't think it's, I don't think trying to get rid of guns is a viable solution. I think we have to address the fact that you're going to be presented with somebody with a gun that wants to do something, some sort of harm. Now, what can we do in response to that? I think that's the premise we have to start from and then work our way up from there. And I and I and like I said, other other countries, other countries that are our peers have have included restrictions and laws that have seemingly done a lot of good. Mm-hmm. And and just with the other logic about uh, more guns as a solution, mm-hmm. when you have an infection, you don't treat it with with more infection. Oh, that depends. Okay, that depends, right? You? If you there's there are plenty of disease processes that we take some of the infection and introduce it into the body so that it can go fend off, use the body's immune system to go fight off the infection. In the same way, a gun can stop somebody else from committing a violent crime with a gun. So you think it, okay, carrying that logic to a step further, when we have a China problem, is more China in the United States good? 
We add, do we keep adding China? No, but if the problem is one country is getting to be too powerful and has too much influence, the answer very well might be to make our country more powerful and, and exert our influence. Okay, and then my other defense is just to point out to mm-hmm. all the listeners that disagree with me, Texas leads the nation in mass shootings. Okay. In Texas, it's easier for teenagers to buy an AR-15 or a handgun or then a handgun and even a beer. And they lead the nation in mass murders. Where do those mass murders happen? I don't know. Historically, they, they happen in public places, hmm. mostly mass mass shooting. So, but a lot of, we're, we're talking about places like, you know, schools, places that don't well, allow. Yeah, but you, you, but the argument is everybody's got a sidearm in Texas. Yes, you but, know, and can drive up to a drive-through liquor store and grab a beer and have a have a gun <laughs> in the back window. You yeah, know, but yet they lead the nation in mass shooting. But probably not at the places where those people have those guns in the back windows, right? It's happening at you know, like Uvalde happens at a school where we take where we tell people they can't have guns. We tell teachers you can't bring guns into the building. Those are the places that these evil people go to target people because those are the only places in Texas you can get away with it, unless you get shot. Right. But the argument, the argument comes down to population, and you know that as well as I do. The heavily okay. populated areas, just by, you know, sheer statistics, are going to have more crime and more, you know, problems. Sure. But it's interesting that Texas is actually ahead of California, and California has 40 million people. Yeah, but, but well, so that's a fair point, right? There's, there's an easier access to guns in Texas than there are in California. The problem is California's gun restrictions are unlikely to su- survive the Supreme Court challenge, and they know that. But I guess when you look at, when you look at it, you know, for 50,000 feet, how can, you, how can you say that a state that has more guns has more mass shootings, you know, how, how is it that more guns helps that state? I arrive at that conclusion because the only place those mass shootings are not the only place that's too too broad of a brush. The the primary places those mass shootings are happening as it is at places where legally armed citizens aren't allowed to be legally armed. The, again, we don't see those at gun stores. You don't see those at shooting ranges. You don't see those at at, at places where. You would get shot if you walked in and said, I'm going to try and kill everyone in this thing. In fact, the last shooting in California, you know why that that second shooter, you know why he wasn't able to commit a second shooting? Because when he walked into the next dance studio or whatever, there was somebody that stopped him and physically stopped him and took the gun away. Yeah, stopped him without without putting a hole through him. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And that's and in some circumstances, that can work to stop the threat. It it does just require wrestling with the guy, but not in all circumstances. It could have gone the other way, and the guy could have gotten shot in the chest. Statistically speaking, well, multiple rounds in the high center chest will always stop the threat. It's, it's uh, statistically the FBI uses the number twenty two feet. Anything within twenty two feet, twenty one. You yeah. can do with your hand. You'll, you'll beat somebody with your hands. Tooler drill, twenty one feet. But yes, I agree. And then, you, and at that range, we have other alternatives, including retreat. No, in within twenty, the Tuller drill s- says that within twenty-one feet, the average human distance, or the average human can close a distance of twenty-one feet in under one point three seconds, which is less than the time that it takes to draw and fire a firearm. Never mind the fact that it takes time for bullets to work because they're like medicine; they re- they rely on blood loss. So the idea of the Tuller drill is, if somebody is within twenty-one feet and present, they by being within twenty-one feet, they present a lethal threat, and you can deploy lethal force against them. The only other the only other scenario that I can think of is everybody having a handgun in a dark movie theater. Okay. 
and there's a problem and, and bullets start flying. What, 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 what kind of chaos do you have? Mm. It's an interesting thought. I wouldn't do a, a handgun, but I could definitely see having like tasers in all of the back seats. I've thought about that on airlines too. Could you have tasers in all of the on all of the seats? So somebody comes that Allahu Akbar. That's that's the end of that. That's where that ended. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Uh, just a couple thoughts on that. First and foremost, the main reason why I carry a gun isn't for perpetrators. It's okay. because I don't trust the government. Pure and simple. Okay. Governments have proven over time that they become corrupt and do what they want. What kind of gun do you carry, overseas. if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I have my AR. I have my Glock um, 22. I've got my 9 mil. I mean, I've got more guns than... Do you think but that... my personal everyday carry is my Ruger. Do you think that you could effectively stop off, or do you think you could effectively fend off yourself from a government overreach with uh, with your collection of guns? I'd make a hell of a chance. Okay. So go to, it's a hill you're willing to die on kind of a thing. Oh, most definitely. Okay. I can respect that. And I'm sorry. I, why is it that you're scared that I have a gun. Why is your fear Trump my fear of other people having the gun and or the government doing something stupid? Right. It doesn't. And and by the way, your fear is constitutionally protected. But again, I would exactly. I would I would I would suggest that we move away from the idea of fear. If you're doing it out of a fear of the government doing something or the fear of somebody hurting you, that's a bad reason to make a decision. It would be a good reason to make a decision to say I wish to be prepared so that I can handle this situation. That is a that's a different mentality. But if you're acting out of fear, you're being driven by emotion. If you're being driven by emotion, you're the last person I want behind a firearm. Is that logical to you? Is true. that reasonable? Yes, this this is true, but that's this is why I do prepare. Mm. Because evidence has proven that things can happen yep. and it can happen like that. 100%. I'd much rather be prepared than ill prepared. Yep. No harm. I'd much rather have it safe sitting in my safe at home not doing anything just in case I need it or in my holster on my like it is every single day. Than and not need it than to be in a situation to where I need it and not have it. Absolutely. Well said, sir. I appreciate the call. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, the first topic or question you had about the uh, your friend or neighbor, whoever it was, uh, uh, actually it was you that you use uh, speed uh, radar and the cop said that they have to see it. Okay. What happens if you rob a bank? Okay, you're on camera. They didn't see it. How can they go after you then? So admittedly, I didn't like push the issue, but I, I suspect that the argument goes something like this. I the, the thing that I ordered was a $39 essentially glorified toy off of Amazon, right? And I have my cell phone that I'm recording this thing on. So the argument, I'm sure the argument would go something like this. That isn't a calibrated thing. It wasn't conducted by a law enforcement officer. It's some dude standing in his driveway claiming that he saw this car go by at 50 miles an hour. Do you know that you were hitting the right car? Do you know that the speed thing was accurate? Do you know that he didn't edit or manipulate the video? There's all sorts of potential problems. And my guess, I don't know this because, again, I didn't really push it. But my guess is they look at that and say, yeah, you know, just as a general matter of policy, 
we need to have a law enforcement official catch somebody in the act before he can prosecute somebody for speeding. That's my guess. Right. But he didn't say any of that. No. He should have came right out and said that because now it makes him sound like he's lying. You know, my, uh, people might take it as, well, I'm just too lazy to follow through with it. So I'll just tell them we got to see it. Yeah. Well, like I say, you rob a bank, you're on camera, but the cops didn't see it. How can they go after you? Thanks. Yeah, yeah I appreciate the call. I, I To be clear, I didn't get the impression at all that he was blowing. I didn't feel blown off at all. I, I, I legitimately felt like they were interested in the problem. It's just that they were telling me, and this is years ago, so I don't uh, Maybe it's changed or maybe it's different now. Advent of cell cams and, you know, dash cams and stuff like that. Maybe they treat it differently. But at the time, it was they really wanted to be able to see it to prosecute it. So my suspect what what really where that conversation went is if you see somebody committing a crime in the bar, your best shot at changing that situation is calling the police and letting them handle it. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hello. I kind of wanted to clear the air on the... uh on kind of a, what I found to be a false statement saying that Texas was number one in mass shootings. Okay. Um, I'd like you to actually review some of your text messages. I sent you some information. Um, first of all, I'd like to I'd like to ask you a question. What two states probably have the most restrictive gun laws in the U.S.? Ooh, I'm good. Well, now maybe Illinois, but I would have said California, New York, something like that. Well, guess who uh, number one and number two in mass shootings are? California and Illinois. Interesting. Texas doesn't even make the top ten list. Okay. So, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, I agree, you know, um, yes, law-abiding citizens should have the access to the firearms. You know, criminals, which, yes, we do restrict them once they... Uh, they are found uh, guilty of a felony and stuff like that, but they're still holding them. I mean, we got to have a way to defend ourselves and have the uh, the ability to, you know, help keep our society safe. And mm-hmm. it's not the law-abiding ones that are causing the issues. Yeah, 100%. You, and to do that, to say that somebody doesn't have the right to defend themselves or we're going to deprive somebody the right to defend themselves, essentially what you're doing is you then assume the responsibility for that person's safety. So to the extent that you can do that by putting metal detectors up and armed security guards and all of the things, fine. Fine. I put up with it at the airport. I put up with it when I fly on a plane. I'm not terribly concerned about it because everybody's going through a screening process. There's a secured area of the checkpoint. There's an unsecured area of the checkpoint. And there's security protocols in place all the way around. Not saying that nobody can get through it. I get it. I know. But... I at least can understand that side of it. When you start telling me, yeah, just walk into a college building and have a seat in class and just hope that nobody decides to shoot the place up that day. And if they do, uh, sorry, bub, that that isn't an answer to me. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey, Brother Super Dave again. You got me going because I love this subject. (laughs) So, uh, again... I don't know if he just doesn't know or if he's just, again, being intellectually dishonest. Uh, and, and I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, say whether he is or not. But the bottom line front is if you go to statistics.com or worldpopulationreview.com, the answer is the number one state with the most mass shootings is California. Okay. 
There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Would, is uh, that true? Is that true just recently, or is that true? Uh, is that true across the board? Like, is that true if you looked at the so, in, the history of states and and you know gun crime? If you go worldpopulationreview.com, uh, it's from 2013 to 2019. Okay. If you go to uh, statista.com, it is from 1982 to January of 23. I see. Uh, 2023. So the information he's bringing is disingenuous, but we got to go back, and, and I've got to emphasize this. Again, you know, um, the bottom line in front is it's murder. It's men's yes. hearts. They're going to do it with a knife. They're going to do it with a car. They're going to do it with a bat. They're going to do it with a fist. Rider truck? And saying that the guns are evil. It's not, yeah, the rider truck. It's not a fact. We've got to get off of uh, entertaining these arguments that are silly, because murder is really the issue. No. 100%. Hey, I appreciate the call. All right, ABC News on the way, followed by local news headlines out of the KNOX newsroom. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Thanks for listening to Critical Thought. Download the show notes at criticalthought.show. The content from this episode was taken from the live radio show, which airs every weekday from 9 a.m. to noon on News Talk 1310 KNOX, streamed online at knoxradio.com.